Welcome back to the conclusion of Pastor Tim's message from Psalm chapter 19, 7 through 11, entitled, Why Should We Read the Bible All the Way Through? Have you ever read the Bible all the way through? Yes, even the hard parts. If you have, then most likely the person to your right and to your left and the person on the other side of them most likely has not. We say the Bible is important to our faith, but few of us will garner the discipline and diligence it takes to do it. And let's share with you a few reasons why. Here's Pastor Tim. All right, there's an upward reason, there's an inward reason, there's an onward reason, and there's an outward reason. The outward reason is we read the Bible to defend our faith. We read the Bible to defend our faith. Have you ever had that? I mean, it is an awful experience. An awful experience of sharing your faith with someone only to have them ask you a question that you don't know how to answer. That you're just not prepared for. I mean, you feel like a fish out of water just flopping around on the dock, you know, at that point. You just, you, you, you're, you're straining, looking for help somewhere. And if you don't find it, more likely than not, people will just simply stop sharing their faith. But I know I need to. I know that I ought to. I even, somewhere deep down in within me, I, I want to do that. But I want to be able to share it with confidence. You know? I want to, I want to share my faith the way some of my heroes share their faith when it seems so natural. You know, I mean, it's just, a, it just seems like that's just the way they talk, and it's just so natural. Everything just flows, and it seems as if those people are just drawn towards Christ. That's the way that I want to be. I want to have that kind of confidence. So where does it come from? Well, one, it comes from sharing your faith, you know? I've had those times where people have asked me those tough questions. You don't know them then, but I guarantee you this, you know it the next time. When you get ready to go, because somebody else somewhere is going to ask it. So just share your faith over and over and over again. Let me tell you this. This is this kind of this part's for free. <laughs> you will not fail. You will not fail if you share your faith. Ever. If they ask you a question, you don't know the answer to it. You're not failing. Jesus calls us to be witnesses. To tell others what we have seen and what we've heard and what we have experienced. That's all. He doesn't demand that you answer every question that everybody has. He doesn't demand that you bring about conversion every time that you share your faith. He tells you simply to share the gospel and make disciples of all those nations. So you do it by doing it, right? But there's a second way that really helps to build confidence. Guess what it is? It's by reading your Bible. It's just by reading your Bible, by studying God's Word. Peter said that you need to be ready always. Always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and with fear. Even if they don't come right out and use those words... Hey, would you give me the reason why <laughs> you have this hope in you? Even if they don't ask you that specific question, you need to be ready for that.
question. Paul refers to the Bible as the sword of the Spirit, the only offensive weapon that you find when he lists the armor of God. Everything else is defensive. And I don't, I don't know what picture kind of comes up in your mind, you know, as you read through the Scriptures. When I read through the Scriptures, I'm continually trying to imagine in my mind the things that I'm, that I, that I'm reading. You know, so, so I, have, I read that passage in Ephesians chapter 6, and, and suddenly I have this, this picture of a Middle Ages knight, right? He's in that gleaming armor, and he's got every part on him that, uh, that, that the Bible talks about, and he's got to have some kind of crest that has a cross on it. At least that's the way I imagine it, you know. And then he talks about the sword of the Spirit. And so I get this idea of him reaching all the way across his body and grabbing this long sword, you know, you got to bring it out of the sheath, right? To be able to use it, and maybe it's one of, those, one of those swords that you have to wield with two hands. Did you know that in the Bible, there are at least two different words for sword? One is that lengthy kind of sword that may take two hands to be able to to use. But oddly enough, that's not the word that Paul uses when he's talking about the armor of God. It's hard for me to picture this as I think about the knight who's standing there in his shining armor, reaching across his body and pulling out more of like a pocket knife. You know, the word really is for a dagger. In other words... He says to be able to use short, small, quick pieces. You know, when somebody asks me those questions, I, I mean, I, I have a tendency, if you ask me what time it is, I want to tell you how to build a watch, you know. But, but, but everybody doesn't need that. Sometimes they don't need the long answer that you want to give to them. They just need a little. Just a little bit. You know? How much you want? You want that much? You want that much? You want that much? How much you want? It's just small pieces of God's Word. Not necessarily pulling out of their context, but being able to be used and wielded. We get overwhelmed because we see 66 books of the Bible. And frankly, for most of us, there are books that we didn't even know were in there. You know, we're still trying to find the book of Hezekiah, <laughs> you know, in there somewhere. We just don't even know really what all's in there. And so, so to read our Bible all the way through and to be able to use that as we talk to other people is just overwhelming to me because I think of this giant sword that I have to use. You know what verse I use more often than any other verse to share Christ with somebody? One is... James chapter 1 and verse number 22. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Second one's in Romans chapter 5 and verse number 8. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in this. That while we were still sinners, that Christ died for us. Sometimes those are the only two that I use. Get into your Bible. Begin to read it. Begin to study it. If you're going to be ready for this wide range of questions, then you need the whole Bible. 
You need as what Paul called the whole counsel of God. The more you explore the Bible, the more you're going to be able to effectively answer some of those questions along the way. All right, ready for number five? It's the reward reason. The reward reason. We read the Bible to be blessed. You know, the book of Revelation promises that. It promises for every person who reads the book of Revelation through that they will have blessing from God. I think that's true for the whole of the Bible. James said, we look into the perfect law of liberty and we continue in it like a mirror. And you know what he says in that passage? That we will be blessed when we do that. Boy, is that ever needed in today's generation, in this in, in, in today's generation of trying to live in an ungodly society and try to live a godly life, it's all the more important. Did I give you enough time to find Psalm number 19? I hope that you're there. I said we're going to eventually get there. We're there. Psalm number 19 is one of the best places that I know to show you in just a few verses what kind of blessing or what kind of reward you get from reading your Bible. Now, you're going to notice as we read through these verses that the verses are organized exactly the same. All right? So first, the, 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 the writer, is, as, as David gives that to us, he, he writes, he gives us, um, uh, he gives us a synonym of the Bible. You know, we may call it the Bible, we may call it the Word, or the Word of God, or the Scriptures. He does that. He gives us a synonym. Then he gives us an adjective. He describes what this Bible really is like. And then he's going to turn and give you a blessing. Give you a reward. This is, this is what brings it about. This is the benefit of reading through your Bible. Let's look at it that way. Look, if you will, down to verse number 7. Let's look at the synonyms. How does, how does David refer to the Bible? He refers to it in verse number 7 as the law of God. In the second part of verse number 7 as the testimony of the Lord. In verse number 8, it is the statutes of the Lord. The second half of verse number 8, the commandment of of the Lord, and in verse number nine, it is the fear of the Lord and the judgments of the Lord. We don't usually talk about God's word in those terms, but that's it, isn't it? He's talking specifically about God's word, God's law, God's testimony, God's statutes, God's commandments, his fear, the judgments. He's talking about your Bible. And not just from Genesis to Psalm, but all the way through to Revelation. Notice the descriptions. This is true for every part of your Bible. In verse number 7, it's perfect. It's perfect. Look at the, the, the middle section there, verse number 7. It is sure. Isn't that good? The Bible is perfect. The Bible is sure. In verse number 8, it is right. It's right. It's the right thing. Isn't it? In the end of verse number 8, it is pure. In verse number 9, it is clean. In the end of verse number 9, it is true and righteous altogether. That's your Bible. 
just reading, you're not just reading a New York Times bestseller. You're reading the bestseller of all time. It's the, it is the perfect book, the sure book, the right book, the true book that you're reading from. So when you take time to read through your Bible, notice how it benefits you. The Bible converts the soul. The Bible makes wise the simple. The Bible rejoices the heart. It enlightens the eyes. And it endures forever. Those are real blessings, aren't they? They're real rewards. Let's read it through, and then I will go through to verse number 10. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. There is great reward for reading and following and obeying God's Word. Let me give you one more verse. Maybe you do want to write this one down. I think this is one that's worthwhile. You know, if I'm really trying to answer the question, <clears throat> why should I read my Bible all the way through? If I had to just select one verse, this one's it. Isaiah chapter 55 and verse number 11. God is speaking. And He says, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it will accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. There's a reward reason. You read the Bible so that you'll be blessed. I'll give you five reasons, but it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It takes work, it takes discipline, it takes diligence to read your Bible all the way through. There are going to be days when you don't want to read your Bible. There are going to be days when you don't feel like you've got time to read your Bible. But if you'll make that sacrifice to regularly and systematically read your Bible all the way through, you'll find that the rewards are incredible, and it far outweighs any effort that is required on your part. To be sure, you're going to be blessed. You're going to be rewarded. He says there is great reward. For those who read their Bible, I hope that you'll do that. Let me pray for you. Father, so grateful for your word. I'm grateful that every single day it touches on something that I need in my life. Sometimes you use your word to encourage me. And sometimes you use your word to rebuke me and to correct me. Use your word to instruct me. And to lead me and to guide me. And so, Father, I pray that that little voice that gets inside of my head, sometimes it says to him, you just don't have time to do this today. Or you've already read that part, just skip through it. Or you don't even understand that. Why don't you just move on to something else? Father, I pray that you'd silence that voice. 
but your spirit who is using your word to renew my heart and renew my mind to bring me into the image of Christ, that that's what would win the day. Father, I pray your blessings over our church family. I pray that you'd help us to be able to see genuine benefits, not just of us reading it as individuals, but of us reading it together. And together being able to see what you want to accomplish and what you do accomplish in your church and through your church. Father, I pray that you'd show us your leadership and your guidance. Really simply that you'd show us yourself. Father, I ask your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. For your invitation tonight, I really just have one thing for you. Will you commit to reading your Bible all the way through? You don't have to tell me. I mean, you can if you want to. That's really between you and the Lord. Maybe you come to the altar. Maybe it's something that you've tried before and you say, I've tried that. I just, I just can't do it. You know, you probably can't. The Spirit of God can if you'll let Him. All right? So why don't we just kind of focus in on that. If there's something else that I can help you with, let me know and I'll, I'll be here for you. Okay? So let's stand together. This year at Brit David we would like to challenge you to join us in reading through the Bible in a year. This is a great and rewarding way to start your day. If you would like a copy of the reading plan, you can request a copy at office at brittdavid.org. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is office at brittdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David Podcast.